We're your hosts, Lizzie Kondravi and Brooke Volkert, and welcome to the All-American Dream Podcast. Our guest today needs no introduction because she's actually already been a guest on our podcast. Many of you know who she is, Kelly Brown. Woohoo! Hey, guys! We're so excited to have you on today as kind of a recap from our event that we had a couple weeks ago about branding yourself as a real estate agent. So we kind of want to, in case you were able to miss or you weren't able to come or if you missed it, or if you just want to deepen your understanding or under or listen to it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to dive right in. Let's go. Let's do this. Yes. So first is things first. Why is branding yourself important? Oh gosh. So such a journey with figuring out branding for me, I'd say, so I've been a real estate agent for six years now, right? So I would say in the beginning, I was like, I just followed everyone else. Like there's not a lot of people in real estate that truly brand themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I sat back for a little bit. I didn't do it. I saw the whole, you know, everyone's on. I'm like, do I have to be on park benches and, (laughs) you know, fold my arms and do headshots and do all that cheesy stuff. And having been somebody in a creative industry from photography and doing custom albums and all that, I loved that part of it. And it was almost by mistake that I started just branding myself and doing things different. But I think it's important because it gives you leverage and options later, should you choose. If you brand yourself, you're the deal. It's you. It's not your brokerage. It's you. And you have more options later. Yeah. You also can just stand out. Not More people are getting more savvy with it, I think, now. But six years ago, no one was really branding themselves. So you can really stand out by doing something even a little different. So like Brooke and I love like steps like a b c you know tangible tan- actionable yes. advice so for people what would you say is the first thing you did and maybe you didn't even realize it when you were like branding yourself maybe it was just something you were doing and you didn't even realize that was like the first step but what is the yes. first step you did in order to brand I love that. I love that. So first of all, I made a lot of mistakes, right? But I didn't have a lot of money in the beginning to do any brand. Yeah. Well, who does when they get into real estate, No one does. You don't have a budget and you don't know. But one of the first things I did, this is so funny, but my still designer I found on Craigslist. And she's a rock star. Really? And she is still our designer. So... There's books that you can read and real estate that you, okay, this is your first hire. This is your second hire. My first hire was somebody for design. So I started doing that because I didn't want the cheesy, typical templates that my brokerage had. So I started doing that. So that was one thing different. Now, that could sound expensive, but it wasn't. I pay her by the hour. Um, She's still my designer, and that's amazing. So I'd say that was the one thing that I did different. And we can talk about that more later because there's so many options for people at different budgets, right? Yeah. And then I would say the other thing that stood out for me is it was gray area, really wasn't supposed to with the brokerage I was at, you know, not follow the exact rules. But all of a sudden, one day, I put my favorite color on my signs, blue, aqua blue. And that just stuck. And that was, you know, something I tried. I thought it was fun. Um, And and no one has that color. Like that's, that's, that's you, right? Like that no one has, well, I haven't seen that in Minnesota. You'll start to see more people (laughs) have asked me for my Pantone color. (laughs) And I'm like, really? But yeah, it's just different. And it's something that now, since we're selling more, I mean, it's taken six years to do this, but even a sign from a far distance, you can't see what it says, but it's, 
it's aqua blue. So it's just something that for me in the beginning I tried and it stuck. And would you say you did this within the first year of being in the real estate industry within the first like six months or like you were like, okay, I just got to get leads in the door and get like people selling houses or helping people buy. And so then I'm going to like, I'll get to this. Good question. Because like how important, well, this is like a twofold question is how important is it to do that sooner rather than later or well yeah I'm I'm trying to just be building up my business it's never too late no it's never too late but in the beginning you I mean you have to follow brokerage requirements so you know my brokerage in the beginning where I was at didn't I couldn't do much Anyway, then I switched and I started doing things gray area, dipping over here, putting my logo, branding more. But you asked, like, how long? I mean, yeah. well, well, for sure over a year. I mean, I think a lot of people look at me and they're like, because, you know, we went from zero, no volume to 100 million in six years with, a t- with the help of my Rockstar team. But this took me, it took two years to, like, get this going. I wish I would have had foresight to do some of the stuff in the beginning and not be afraid to mm, not break the rules, but teeter totter and, but you have to follow your brokerage requirements. So now my brokerage requirements, I have so much more freedom to brand myself. So maybe if I would have known that, I think in the beginning you start at a brokerage, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so then you learn I've had four brokerage changes in six years. So it's helped me and I've developed and I figured it out. But now I'm somewhere where I can truly brand myself and I have less restrictions. So for someone in the beginning, if you have restrictions, you can't do as much. Yeah. Okay. So like, what did you feel like changed first for you once you invested in that designer and like started putting that color? Like, what do you, did you notice a shift not immediately. No, but then, you know, eventually people will be like, oh my gosh, I see you're blue. Oh my gosh, I see you here. And it was a cumulative effort of different things. You know, okay, I'm on Instagram. I'm doing a video. There's a sign. She's at an open. So it it takes time. And I've had people say, <laughs> I just did a, I just did my um, Zoom on this yesterday because a lot of people think all this social media and all this is like overnight. Oh my gosh, you're not getting leads right away. It is not right away. It takes time and you have to stick with it. And I think what you said about like just recognition, like brand recognition, right? So it started with people recognizing you and then it grows from there. Yeah. The aqua is Kelly, right? Yeah. Like, And then it also, and I maybe I'm not trying to speak for you, but then it also probably helps you gain team members on your team because they also want to see that they want that similar branding of Kelly Brown instead of maybe a red or blue Typical, typical or a balloon or the all that yeah something different but anyone can duplicate I mean not duplicate mine but anyone can create that you know on our team you know we have a team of 10 they plug in they have the branding done so that's something that I've done but I I talk to agents all the time about how they can brand themselves and there's different people in the industry that do that so somebody can you know obviously do that on their own too mm-hmm yeah. I mean, and when it comes back to the very beginning, we're talking about the designer and everything. What exactly did you have her design? 
Yeah, good question. So even, I mean, this was this was brochure design. It was coming soon for sale. Like a lot of these at the brokerage, there's templates that you could use, but I'm like, I don't like that font. Like I come, I came from an album design world where I'm like, I don't want Zapfino. Everyone's using Zapfino. <laughs> like, so I was like a little bit more. So I didn't, I wouldn't say none of my stuff is that crazy. It's still real estate related. Yes, my photo is still on it. I thought that was super cheesy at first. I'm like, really? photos, like what other industry does that? We, you know, real estate, insurance, but it's kind of, so I've gotten over some few things. It's not like I did things too crazy, but I just did them a little different with my fonts. I like things more modern. I like crisp lines. So, but it was that kind of stuff. It was coming soon and for sale and my for sale signs, my open house signs. So it just started trickling. And now we have a whole campaign on it. But, you know, one of your questions in the beginning was like, where do you start? I mean, you start with, you don't have to start with all of that in the beginning. Right. But you do want it to be cohesive. So then you just keep adding on things. And I like how you said campaign, because that's truly like what it is. I mean, down to your emails, like your emails give the same feel that your Instagram posts do, that your signs do, that your brochures do. Yes. Like you see it and you know that's Kelly Brown Homes, even without seeing the logo or your name on it yeah because of the blue maybe and I think that that could be a good exercise like I'm just thinking out loud you know like if you are unsure about if your brand is cohesive because we struggled with this with the podcast at the beginning when we started we would post things or we would create things but it wasn't always the same colors it wasn't always we kind of just did what we liked but it's like no if somebody saw this would they know it's you without your name on it that's kind of a good exercise. Yeah, it is. And you guys do a really great job at that. Like when I see Thank your you. mail campaigns and all, I mean, but he, it does evolve. Yeah. And it's okay to start somewhere and not have it be perfected. I mean, even talking about this right now, I kind of feel like a hypocrite because I'm like, I really want to rebrand. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to keep that aqua, but you know, you evolve and you change things and you add things on. And I think that's perfectly okay. Yeah. You got to keep up with the times. I mean, like even with the podcast, we'll say is what it was two years ago with our logo and pictures and colors. I mean, we then, there was one point our office was filled with Etsy. I don't know if I should say Etsy Templates, yeah. I know you can buy templates. Templates and colors and things of what spoke to us. Yeah, and like what spoke to our ideal client too. Like asking yourself like, because we could have done like a black, white, and red, but that's not our ideal client. Our ideal client. Who we wanted to attract. Exactly. Yeah. So asking yourself that too, like your aquamarine might not appeal to somebody in the middle of nowhere, St. Cloud, selling their farm or something like that, but that's not your target market. Yep. And you know, we did this branding the other day with Sarah Schultz. And what does she say all the time? Your yummy client. What does she say? Your, your dreamy client. Your dreamy client. Like eventually when you get busy in the, in the beginning, being a realtor, you will work with anyone anywhere yeah. in the world. <laughs> like you will do anything. Yes. But when you boil it down, you really need to work with people when you get busy that are your dreamy clients that, you know, like and trust you that, you know, you're on the same page with. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. We're so, actually having Sarah on in a, few, <laughs> in a couple months. Yeah. So that'll be fun to yeah. hear the so follow up. You, so you've talked about your brokerage quite a bit and how you've made a few changes over the years. And so why is it so important So if there's like a new agent on here, I guess maybe you could give a tip or trick of maybe doing your due diligence in regards to branding yourself and your brokerage to make sure, I don't want to say make sure, but. Well, there's brokerage requirements and there's state requirements. 
So a branding. So you just, you have yes. to follow the rules. I'm a gray area person. So sometimes I dabble over here and I, I kind of figured out, but you do, you have to follow those rules. Um, what was your question? <laughs> I forgot. Advice to no. do like due diligence on your brokerage. Yeah, I mean, to make it. sure that you can brand yourself. Yeah, you, how have, to, you, you have to get it checked to. off. You got to get it checked off. But I'll say this. So a couple years ago, there used to be state requirements that were more specific. So I can't remember exactly, don't quote me, but it was like your logo or the brokerage logo had to be bigger than your logo. Yes, you brought okay. this up on the, the event and this is what I was trying to yeah. roundabout <laughs> make it to, so I'm sorry. Okay, good. So, but then it changed a couple years ago uh, or maybe like a year or so ago. And here's the thing, no brokerages tell you this. No one's going to be like, hey, it changed. And guess what it says now? It says now their logo has to be prominent. That's very vague. To me, prominent means that it just needs to be on there. Yeah, it doesn't need to be the exact same as yours. No. And my broker now allows me to do that. So I'm all about Kelly Brown Homes is large. EXP is is down below and is smaller. When I brand my girls, I'm all about branding my team individually. So Taya, Shelby, they are the thing. They are the they are larger. And then down below is Kelly Brown Homes and EXP. So I'm allowed to do that. Um, but what is what you got to was like it's so not a lot of people know that brokerages don't. And I'm like, when I caught on to that, I was like, oh, wait, something changed. Something changed. So you can, I mean, again, you have those brokerage requirements. So whatever you signed, you have to adhere to. Um, but the state of Minnesota changed that. And now it needs to be prominent. And also, too, um, it, like for people who aren't at EXP, like let's say your brokerage has those traditional red, blue colors, but that doesn't vibe with yours. I really encourage you to reach out to your marketing person at your brokerage because I guarantee you they have a white or black logo file yeah that's that's really or good. like a yeah. smaller logo file or like a logo versus the name of the brokerage that you can still like put on there but sometimes they don't I mean there's a brokerage in town more luxury I mean that's what it is you know it I think their their people are but here's the thing when you start you start you figure it out yeah and then if this becomes important to you which it's became really important to me because like I've realized now with branding, I can take me anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I want to switch brokerages. I want to be the broker. I outgrow my broker for whatever reason. I take Kelly Brown wherever I want. So I think people just have to kind of figure that out in the beginning. Sometimes people might not, everyone has a different, you know, want, you know, maybe some people don't mind having that specific branding for their broker and they don't mind that. But there are a lot of brokers requirements that they don't allow you to do a whole lot. Yeah. And I I've saw this quote somewhere, like I read a book about it, and it was like, personal branding is like permanent job security. Because like you mm, said, like, like it. let's say you, you know, this is for people listening that maybe aren't, you know, maybe are part-time agents or, you know, and they're working full-time. If you have your personal brand, you can go anywhere. You could do anything, you know? It's huge. Because like, let's just say you decided you didn't want to be in the real estate industry anymore and you wanted to go back to photography, like people would still recognize that name. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of what happened to me because I was Kelly Brown Weddings and now I'm Kelly Brown Homes. Yeah. 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 Nope. I think that's good. Yeah. Is it my turn to ask the next question? Because you're looking at me like, is it <laughs> what's like, next? Am I missing something? <laughs> Sorry. Um, how, how does strong branding help you grow your business? I know we talked about, did we already mm. ask that question? Kind of. It's kind of. Tied in. We've been talking about it. Yeah. But I'll say this. This is one thing I wanted to say on that question is 
We talk about branding. We're talking about logos and brochures and open signs and all, and all that. But there is, you know, that's the stuff that we see. I read this quote and I love it and I put it on my Instagram and it's, your brand is what people say when you're not in the room. And I loved that because as a realtor, my your brand becomes you, who you are, what you stand for. You get deals done. You don't, you write good offers. You don't, um, whatever that is, like you, you end up being it so much more than your branding. I know we're talking about that in the colors and all the fonts and all the things that are pretty, but it's even more than that in real estate. Very well said. So I think too, like with growing, growing my team or a team of 10 women, growing my team, when you see blue, someone new on my team, this is our brand now. You know, this is how we write offers. This is how we present offers. We talk to agents. We do amazing photography. We do amazing video. We have a 21-day pre-marketing plan. Like, it's a whole thoughtful brand. This is what we give as closing gifts. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. All Minnesota-based fun stuff. Yeah, it's just a whole thoughtful. So I think when we talk about this, that's the one thing I want to say is, yeah, there's some of this that's visual, but a lot of this brand, too, is who you are as a realtor because it's such a personal business. And speaks to the level of service that you are providing for the clients. Yep. So you see blue, it's this consistent what we do. And... That's a testament to your team and like who you are as a leader on your team. Um, Because even at a brokerage, when you join a brokerage, they don't coach you on, you know, this is how you represent yourself as an agent at our brokerage. No, and for sure they're not going to teach you how to brand yourself. Well, no. (laughs) They want want their brand out there. Yeah. They want, most brokerages, they want it to be about them. They are the reason why you are getting leads. They are the reason they it's about them and they make a lot of money doing that. And when you figure out and you add up how much you pay to a brokerage, which is what I started doing, I'm like, holy cow, there's a lot of money there where all of a sudden I could redistribute and do my own thing, hire my own branding person, you know? Um, so I think it's really important. And one thing I always say is you are the brand, not your brokerage. Your brokerage wants you to think that they are it. And for some people, it might be. For some people, maybe they're getting leads. Maybe they're getting free desk space. But for the average person, they are not. And so I think, you know, I think people are getting smarter about it and seeing, especially with all the social media, that when you're a realtor, you are the brand, not your broker. Absolutely. So we've kind of touched on this, you know, again, but like making your brand stand out, you know, doing what feels right to you. But like, how do you stand out against a sea of 20,000 plus real estate agents? Yeah, no. Because not everyone's going to have the beautiful color like you do. Like not everyone's going to have that aqua, right? Well, I mean. <laughs> other than the people that asked you. That asked you and are trying to. You know, but like, how does, that's a, yeah, great question. Well, I mean, I think first of all, again, it's a very personal business. So you have to be you. Um, you figure that out. I think there's different ways on a budget. You know, either you're starting out and you don't have a lot of money to spend or you're a more seasoned agent and maybe you're like, shoot, I need to think about this now. So I think there's way I might be getting off topic, but, you know, there's lower budget things that you can do. Like I did in the beginning, I I found someone on Craigslist who ends up being a rock star that is the longest person I've had on my team, even before Taya. So there's ways to figure that out. There's Fiverr, there's Etsy, 
I mean, there's all these Instagram things that always like you can buy these templates and these templates mm-hmm. and maybe you buy it and then mm-hmm. maybe you customize. Mm-hmm. Um, you could find a student, you know, somebody in marketing school that wants a project, right? And it's less money. But then, so there's things that you can do. There's no excuse to not start and do something somewhere, right? But then you could step up from that too. And there's more expensive ways. Obviously, we you were talking about Sarah Schultz. She's amazing at branding. But now six years later, that's the stuff I'm finally doing. That you, know, you can invest in. You can see the ROI. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And you have more budget for it maybe later. So there's different spectrums of what you want to spend, I guess, for branding. Mm-hmm. So to get to, because I feel like we've touched a little bit on this as well, of what different things to do if you are a new agent. So like investing in type of things of like you can do Etsy for a reasonable amount mm-hmm. while starting out in branding or like you talked about like Craigslist, which is actually a really great idea. I didn't even think of that because I feel like I don't even think of Craigslist <laughs> anymore. Does? No, and that was six years ago. But like Fiverr, you can go on Fiverr and you can find three different people, pay them each 50 bucks to put out some logos and then you tweak them. There's logo companies out there. There's signature companies out there. There's, you know, you start with your, you figure out what is your color scheme, what are your fonts, and then you just take it elsewhere. But there's different, you know, there's so many places that you could either mimic templates or or change them or go on Fiverr and hire someone. Yeah. And I I think I, I said this at the event, but I also recommend like don't look up real estate templates because at, you are going to see them everywhere. Script is super popular. The script font. Every, um, yeah. you know, I think it's beautiful and it works for people's, you know, it works. Brands. Yeah. But when you and somebody else have the exact same logo with like the home behind it, and like, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, just be careful for that. Cause like we've experienced that Lizzie and I on the podcast, like our font or our logo that we got off Etsy because we're not graphic designers and we, we didn't have the money to do it because we're, you know, we're we just trying to figure this, this thing out. Figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else, some company, some restaurant bought the logo. Um, <laughs> a, pie, a pie company. A literally a pie company. <laughs> um, so another thing that Lizzie and I did is like we ended up when we got to a point where we're like, okay, we have potential here. Like let's invest in it a little bit. We hired Alexandra marketing company, which is now good times. Alex, don't kill us. We are, <laughs> we will link you in the show notes. We promise. Um, now, yeah. But we invested in her and she helped us create this system. And that does go back to branding totally because, mm-hmm. and I didn't even think about this until you said it, but we hired her to help us create a system for like our guest experience. Mm-hmm. Just like how you said, like you have the, you know, this is how we write offers and this is how we like, you know, present listing, like mm-hmm. from the start to the finish, how you do it. Yeah. Like we want, we wanted a consistent experience and like that's really helped us take it to the next take it to the next level i feel like we have a different confidence about ourselves because we invested in somebody else and also too like you don't have to be a graphic designer to be a great agent you know or yeah you don't have to be a great graphic designer to be a great agent well, no, no Most one, are. no one has the skill set. Typically, you usually have to find somebody. I mean, you can do it yourself. You could figure it out, but most of the time, you could find somebody for a reasonable amount and have them do it. And I just feel like there is this feeling of like when somebody else creates something for you, it just feels because you are going to constantly nitpick your own stuff always. Hundred percent. It. I don't know, and it builds you up and gives you confidence. Like I invested in myself. I invested in my business. Like now I got to go work for it. Uh Uh-huh. You know? Uh Uh-huh. One of the things you said before, too, that I was thinking of is 
you can look at other realtors inside Minnesota, but how about look at other industries outside of Minnesota, whoever it is. You mentioned hotels. Oh yeah, like boutique hotels. Boutique hotels, I don't know, shops. Like just look at other people's colors, fonts, you know, and maybe that's where you get ideas. For me- The pie restaurant down the road. <laughs> that yeah. mimicked you. That, that, they got you. you. Know. <laughs> but look outside of Minnesota, look at other, you know, that's a lot, you know, we're looking at that for not only branding, but where we get our ideas for social media too. We're not looking at other realtors. We're like, who's killing social media in other markets on other, you know, in industries. other- Industries. In other industries. So to look outside and get ideas is my guess my point. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And plus, that's like fun to do, mm-hmm. you know. And Sarah mentioned this at the event. Um, it's called like creativemarket.com or something like that. We'll you link can that Google in. It. We'll link it in. <laughs> but basically, like you go on and it'll tell you about like the emerging trends and the fonts that are on there are like like packaging. I know that sounds super weird, but like packaging of something like, and you see the font, you're like, I have never seen a real estate agent with this font, like Mm. ever. And you're like, oh my gosh, look at the opportunity to be so different. Love that. Creative Sam, I want you to write that down. Yeah. (laughs) I love that because it's all in, and then you start somewhere, but then it trickles like on our gift stuff. And now we have stickers Mm -hmm. on our gifts and our packaging. And it's all like, yeah, yeah. I like that. And down to your mailers. So, for example, like Ryan Walseth, Lake Sotheby's, he's phenomenal. We've had him on the podcast a couple times, too. But he sends out these mailers. I don't want to give away his secret. He sends out these mailers that, let's just say, like, if you got it in the mail, you don't want to throw the mailer away. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's so unique. It's unique, and it, and it, you don't want to throw it away. And that's part of his brand. Well, I think that's brilliant because so many people are still selling or sending out calendars. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. So that is, that's something really unique that he does. I love it. Yeah. Think think, and ask yourself too, like, would I want to receive this in the mail? Or like, do I want to, if I posted this on social media, like would I want to look at it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So would you do anything different? Not that you have regrets or that you should have regrets, Mm -hmm. but. It's a journey. Starting (laughs) as a new agent, now knowing what you know about branding, what would you would you do anything different or what would you I would have done it sooner. I would have understood brokerages better and splits and how much money you pay, you know, because I think some of that too is, you know, in the beginning you you don't have any money, but if you're giving all your commission away, all of a sudden you could have more money and do it on your own. So but I, you know, you just got to start. There's, what do they call it? Paralysis, analysis, Anal- paralysis yes. or yes. whatever, right? Like yes. just start, go somewhere, go to a brokerage. You can always, I've again, four brokerages, six years, no regrets. Like, but I'd understand it a little bit better and not be afraid to make switches quick if I need to. I think we get, you Fail know, like, fast. Yeah, fail fast, fail forward, just do it. You know, sometimes we're at a brokerage and we're like, oh, what are they going to think? I already changed two times. I better stay here. And then that's one of the big things that I realized over a year ago. We switched to eXp and I thought, oh my gosh, it's more known now than it was then. And I thought, what are all my clients going to say? And what I realized, I mean, we had a lot going on. I had one person ask me and they were older and it was a different and they still stayed with me and it was all good but no one else even asked me because they were like some people even said we thought you were your own broker so some of that that's a testament to your brand right there yeah so but I'd say just you know know what you're paying know what you know you have to do but don't be afraid to make changes 
I mean, as you grow, you just figure out more. As you grow, maybe that's not the right fit anymore. You outgrew your brokerage. Then you can do something different where you're able to do maybe more of your own thing. Would you give that exact same advice to a more experienced agent that has maybe two or three years under their belt? Because it is the same kind of, I I feel like you can really take everything you said and still, if you're newer or two to three years of this, right? And in the past two years, if you got into the real estate and you are doing it right and successful. Well, see, that's the difference. So in the beginning, you're not doing as much volume. You're not making as much money. So you just got to start. You just got to figure it out. Put yourself somewhere, get the training and start. But So now you have the training, then what? Now you have the training and then two to three years, then you evaluate. And this is what you got to evaluate. How much money am I paying my broker? So I've talked to people recently. So, you know, there's all different brokerages and everyone has to decide where they align. Everyone's different. All different brokerages have different value propositions. But okay, so you like your discount broker. I talked to somebody the other day. So that seemed I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is so inexpensive. But it's 500 bucks per transaction, which doesn't sound like a lot until you've been in business longer, two, three years. If you're a kick butt agent, this agent did over 100 deals. That's 50 grand a year that they're paying their brokerage and they're not getting leads. They're not getting anything. So now for Mm -hmm. me, when I look at that, I'm like, what could I do with that money? Mm -hmm. Right. I could could hire, I could buy leads. I could hire someone full time. I could, there's so much that you could do with that. So I'd say when you ask about a more experienced agent, when you start doing more volume, that's what it is. When you start doing more volume, you add up what you're paying. Some of these other brokerages, they pay 20 or 10% indefinitely to their broker. When you start doing more volume, that's like a hundred, that's six figures in over a year. That's a lot of money. So that's the stuff that you evaluate. And then a lot of people are kind of paralyzed because they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to hire, but you just start hiring people. My, I got Sam recently sitting right here. Like that was a big thing. She's my first employee really. Mm-hmm. And she's my, you know, I failed forward twice and now she's my third time's a charm, but you just, you figure that out. But I could be paying six figures to another broker doing that. Otherwise I just manage it myself. So I think that's what changes over time. You start to do more volume and then you need to analyze where do I really want that money and you really got to add it up because there's a lot of money that's going to brokers and if people are feeling like it's a benefit fantastic but some people are like whoa I paid $130,000 last year and I didn't even get office space wait what yeah so Mm -hmm. then you can take that to branding then you can take that to building yourself Absolutely. And another thing I would suggest too about like every two to three years, and I think that this, I don't know what, who has told me this or if I've just accumulated this knowledge, (laughs) but like do an audit on yourself. Like look at your website. I have gone to so many real estate agents' websites and they have not been updated since 2005. Uh And you're like, what are you doing? Like, are you still in business? You know, and like they are still in business, but you have to do a digital audit. So like checking your website, like does this align with me and my brand and who I am and the message I want to show my clients? Does my bio match? Like, you know, changing your bio a little bit, like tweaking it, saying like, I've sold this many homes. Like instead of saying I've been in the business since 2008, you could say like, this is what I've done. How established I am. Changing that across all of your, you know, platforms platforms like Realtor.com, Zillow, 
LinkedIn, all of your, make sure to change that and like audit that as I well. I love that. Google yourself, see where you're showing up and then go on all those realtor, whatever it is and update them. And also look at it on a desktop and look at it on your mobile because mm-hmm. they look very different. Yep. And I've been meaning to talk to you about this, Lizzie, about our website because I was just having an epiphany. I was like, we need to video on our website. Like we need to be, you know, because before, like, you know, two years ago when we made the website, we didn't think about that. But now it's like, yeah. Well, and video was important. Almost not to where it is now. Yeah. Because the pandemic has pushed all of that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So just kind of mm-hmm. like asking yourself, like, do I have the latest and greatest website? Do I have the latest and greatest bio? Like, is my Google business page up to date? Like, uh-huh. Do you have a Google my business page? Yeah. <laughs> all the things that we talk about. And you did that um, Zoom with me before. All those, all those extra things. Yes. Because it is what people find out about you when you're not in the room. Because it's what they find out about you when you're not telling them who you are. It's the research that they're doing on their own about you. Everyone Googles us first for sure. Absolutely. And yes, and now in today's world, I feel like too, is that like not only that, you're you're not only Googling, then you're going to go on their social media and you want to do business with people who you feel either a connection with or like-minded or we don't go back to that dreamy client and things like that and if that's not all up to date I mean talk the talk and walk the walk like do both yeah and take the time write it down on a note the things to do I I say this we do a lot of trainings people do get paralyzed when there's like oh my gosh there's so much to do where to begin but just start just start somewhere and start updating. And then, you know, Sam, we need to do this. We're updating my bio. Once I update my bio, boom, it will go on all the platforms. So just take a couple things and start somewhere versus getting super overwhelmed and not doing anything because that happens to a lot of us. Absolutely. Anything else to add, Kelly? Because this has been like a goldmine of information for (laughs) people. I did. I have a YouTube. It's Kelly Brown Realtor or Kelly Brown Homes. I do a deeper dive on some of the branding that we've done. You can find it on there. Um, but no, I, I super appreciate this. You guys are rock stars. Thank Thanks you. for inviting me. Thank again. you so much of for being course. on. Love yeah. it. It's great to see how it's evolved. Like if you go back to like our, what, 31st episode or something, like, which this will be like 60. Yeah. It's you're talking about, I mean, it was almost two years ago and like how you've changed your mindset about branding is interesting. You know, it just evolves. Yeah. And this is motivating me right now. Sam and I are going to talk after this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Sam's like, to- oh, oh, gosh, girl, I'm going to be things to do. To work. Yeah, But I mean, this motivates me. It's like you say every two, three years, whatever that is, when it feels like it's the right time for a little bit of, you know, rebranding. That's how it feels for me right now. So you girls motivated me. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. 